Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Hello and welcome to the Tube Talk podcast. My name is Dan Carson and this week I am joined by Viper. How are you? What's up, Dan? I am doing good, sir. How are you doing? I am great. Thank you so much for uh, jumping in here, helping us out. Rob is still AWOL. I don't know. The guy will not get on a podcast. He keeps saying vacation, leave me alone, stop, stop pinging me in Slack and forcing it to notify me, which is whatever. I don't know why he's being so sensitive about it. Where you at, Rob? Where you at? Where you at, Rob? <laughs> Um, so I have a feeling you're going to be somebody who's here on tube talk quite often helping us interview guests. Let's, uh, properly introduce you. Tell everybody about you and uh, what it is you do on YouTube. Absolutely. So for those of y'all who don't know, what's up people, this your boy Viper, the man about tech. I make tech content on YouTube. I've been doing it for almost, for almost four years now. Uh, I originally started making YouTube videos after my mother died in 2017. So I decided on the first day of 2018, I would throw my hat into the content creation ring. So ever since Jan 1, 2018, I have been making YouTube videos and I have had quite the journey along my creative ride. It's been kind of crazy. The relationships I've forged, the friendships I've started, the people I've met, the connections I've made, all just because I decided to pick up my iPad and make a video. And that's the first thing I guess I could start there. A lot of people, when, they, when they're considering starting YouTube, they feel like they need the best gear, the best equipment, the best microphone. I started my YouTube channel with just my iPad. I was hmm. recording videos with the iPad. I was even using my iPad's internal microphone. Oh, my gosh. Which is not the best move. So <laughs> if I can do that for six, seven months, you can use whatever you have on your possession. So that is my origin story, man. That's how I came to be who I am and why I'm here. Yeah, well, you also just joined the vidIQ team officially. Yes, sir. And uh, you've been working with us already. Uh, you've been working in our clubhouse, as you mentioned here in the past, uh, hosting clubhouse rooms with us. And uh, yeah, now you're officially part of the team. And there's some news about VidSummit as well. There is. So <laughs> again, I, I, as I just alluded to, my creative journey has been kind of crazy. And in 2021, it's just been, it just kind of blew up a little bit. So earlier this year, uh, I was invited to be on Clubhouse um, for one of my creative friends. So I got on Clubhouse. So I've been on Clubhouse since January of 2021. And after the first month of using that app, I knew that my life would change. I didn't know when, I didn't know how, but I knew my life would change after the first month on Clubhouse. So on Clubhouse, I was doing some tech rooms, but I was also in the YouTube education room uh, talking about how to grow on YouTube and giving different tips and tricks about that. And one day, uh, vidIQ came a calling. Uh, they made me an offer to work with them in a creative partner relationship, hosting rooms under their club, uh, talking about how to grow on YouTube and things like that. So we came to that agreement, and at the end of April, I started hosting the vidIQ rooms on Clubhouse. So I was doing that for about four months, and then uh, vidIQ came calling again uh, for a different reason. They are like, Viper, we love what you're doing on Clubhouse. We want to offer you a full-time position uh, with vidIQ as an executive producer, creating content for us and with us. So I'm like, absolutely. I love you guys. I love the product. I stand behind what vidIQ, uh, with the company that they are, the people that they are. I love them, and I use the product myself. That's I think that's the other important thing about content creators and the relationships that we forge. I long before I started working with and for vidIQ, I used vidIQ every time I uploaded a video. So I knew about the merits of the product and how good it is. So when they came calling for me to uh, offer me a full-time position to work with the company, supporting them and their product and what they stand for as being a creator of that organization, I'm like, oh yes, sign me up. And here we are today. Your boy Viper is on Tube Talk as an official employee of vidIQ. 
rocking out with my man Dan C here. So appreciate you having me, Dan. Yeah. Uh, did did you want to talk at all though about Vid Summit coming up? Because you you oh. <laughs> I I did mention that because I, oh man, there, you've so yeah. much. This is the thing when you have this much success <laughs> rain down upon you all at once. You you can't keep track of it. I think is what's going on here. You threw me the alley hoop, but I feel miserably. So let me let me finally dunk the alley hoop home. So, in the process of my being on Clubhouse out of the for the past uh, what we are on nine months or whatever now, and I told you guys I was hosting, I was in the YouTube rooms and I was hosting the room for VidIQ, and this is all the while I'm still making my YouTube content, th different things like that. My homie Daryl Eve came calling one uh, night in the Twitter DMs. He was like, "Viper, how would you like to be an MC at Vid Summit?" I'm like, "Oh, oh, like, what?" <laughs> Are you serious? Again, <laughs> I had been to Vid Summit in 2018, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. And I vowed from that day that I would get back there. I haven't been back since 2018, but I knew that I would be back there because I enjoyed my time at Vid Summit. And for those of y'all who are not aware, Vid Summit is a creator conference. It was created by creators for creators. It's not like VidCon where you get the fanfare and all that stuff. It's basically a retreat for YouTube creators and video creators in general. So when Daryl came to me early this year and asked me to be an MC, which which basically means a co-host of Vid Summit, I was thrilled. I was like, "Yeah!" So your boy Viper will be in Los Angeles at Vid Summit as a co-host of the event. So I am definitely excited about that. By the time everyone's listening to this, I think that's like a week away. So uh, yeah, I wish you luck. I thought that was really, really big news. Yeah, and that's I'm really, really happy for you. Thank so you. you'll be you'll be MCing Vid Summit. You have you just got this job. We're really excited to have you here. So every week we talk to a different guest on Tube Talk. We kind of go over their YouTube journey, things like that, uh, or what they're bringing the creator economy, the creator community. And uh, we're going to get to our guest today in a second. They're awesome, very young creator who has an awesome story to tell. But before we do, uh, we'd like to talk a little bit about YouTube in general. And there's no big news today. Last week I talked about the community tab and how it's going to be available to people at 500 subscribers, which is huge Ooh. news. Uh, I think in mid-October that's happening. And uh, no big news to share today, but there is kind of a, a personal story I wanted to share because I'm somebody who is learning the hard way that title and thumbnail, even, even with everything I know about YouTube, it, it's still something that I struggle with on my personal channel, right? Like I, for some reason, because I'm a hurting for punishment, not only do I do stuff on the vidIQ channel in this podcast, but for some reason I have to create for myself too. So I don't have a ton of time to construct the best titles and the best thumbnails, but I've been noticing my uh, click-through rate on some of these has been getting like better and better. And when that happens, as you know, when people click on your video more and they sit through the whole thing, it gets shared more which is really exciting. And I've had a number of situations now, I'm gonna ask if you've had this experience before, where I've launched a video, put it out there into the world, noticed the click-through rate was lower than normal, and then decided at the last second to whip up a different title and thumbnail and see what would happen. And now I'm telling you a number of times, the video has turned around. Suddenly all the numbers start going up and it's getting shared. The situation most recently for me was a video I put out with kind of a generic title, the titling structure I've been using for a while and a thumbnail structure I've been using for a while. I'm being vague because this is a channel I, I don't really want anyone here to find out about, but uh, <laughs> it's a real channel that I, I work on. I changed the title and thumbnail to be a little more dramatic, tug a little more at people's emotions because it wasn't doing well, so why not? And the click-through rate went from 9.8% overnight, because this was like at night I did this, in the morning it had 14.7 percent oh wow on the click-through rate and then later that day it got up to 14.9 and uh, i haven't checked it since 
because work, but that huge improvement overnight from changing the title and thumbnail on the first day. Have you ever experimented with that at all? Um, probably not. I mean, a little bit, but probably not to the level where I did it like like the day after I uploaded a video. But I've definitely seen people have success with changing the title and the thumbnail. It's almost like YouTube does a reset of the video when you do that. So I think it tries to send it out to a different group of people once you do that reset. And that's why you probably see the CTR, the click-through rate go up because YouTube has done a reset on the video when you change a title or change a thumbnail. It's, not, it's like when you have an issue with a window computer and 98% of the time the, the, the resolution is a reboot. I think that's the same way when you change the title or thumbnail on a YouTube video. So it kind of works similarly. And it's pretty cool that we have that option to do that. It is really, I think, encouraged. I think it's something that not a lot of people think to do. They, they see the video, how it's doing, and they're like, hey, uh, you know, better luck next time. But if it's a video that you worked hard on and you're noticing that the stats are just not what you expected them early on, the earlier you do this, the better. It definitely doesn't hurt, and it can mean a whole lot more views on that video. But I, I always hesitate to tell people to stress about one video. You could be working on your next one, too. So, you know, balance that out. But uh, I've noticed because it's it is a gaming channel. The views have been down because I think school, you know, school started up and now there's like a lot of people that aren't watching my videos, except what's confusing is the click through rate and the watch time when people do click is fantastic. It still remains strong. So I've been even more aware of the title and the thumbnail because I want those videos to have the best chance they can while, you know, kids are starting school again. And uh, I should say kids and college students. And yeah, so just wanted to share that. I think uh, people can learn a lot from that. But something you could also learn a lot from is today's guest. So let's get into it. Let's go. Rugged Eagle, welcome to the Tube Talk podcast. How are you? Uh, I'm doing fine. How are you? I am good. Thank you for being here. Uh, so for those who don't know, you want to tell everybody a little about you and, and your channel? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm a Lego content YouTuber. I, I mainly cover gaming and the new upcoming Lego game, but I've delved into the past Lego games. Lego games are pretty popular. I mean... A lot of people played him growing up. So your channel is dedicated to Lego, like any Lego game. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've, I started off focusing, we'll dive into this later, on the Skywalk Saga, which is the new one. And then I've gone back into the older ones, and that's worked really well for me. So uh, yeah, I focus on all the Lego games. How long, uh, about how long have you been on YouTube? Uh, so, I mean, a lot of people, they start it when they're younger, don't they? You know, messing around, making videos, Minecraft Let's Plays, I'm sure <laughs> you know all about them. So I started off doing them, and then I think it was mainly last year when I really began. So I want to say properly one year. You went on for one year, and this is where I want to blow everyone's minds a little bit. How many subscribers do you have? Uh, literally today, I just hit 40,000. So that's how many I've got today. <laughs> Congrats, man. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> Long journey. No. <laughs> you said a year. That is... <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was a year. I mean, obviously, I started when I was younger, but it, it was mainly this time last year in lockdown. So, I mean, I, I did get... Yeah, I can't really say long journey. I mean, when I were a kid, obviously, if I look back, I think I did start, I think I were, I think it was about 2016 when I did videos when I was younger. Right. So, so you've definitely dabbled in YouTube, but you would say that you started taking it seriously about a year ago. Yeah, about a year ago. I, I, I just want to like, you know, impress upon everybody that is, that is so cool. Like so many people spend a lot of time. I could tell you myself, I, for my original channel, when I was taking YouTube seriously, I did not gain 40,000 subscribers in a year. No, I, I actually, it took me six years yeah. to get my first 10,000 subscribers. I guess I shouldn't say 
it I guess it depends on your definition of taking it seriously because I had college and I had a full-time job. Yeah. So I couldn't take it seriously as if it was my business, but I definitely was serious about you having a YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, well, that's the dilemma I'm literally in right now as the debate because I've moved into my second year of college in the UK. It's like the main heavy year because I don't think people know how much time when you start making quality videos and stuff, it takes a lot of time. And that's the problem I've got right now trying to balance them all out. How many videos have you made uh, in that year? Uh, well, I, I, made, I made a lot of news videos, but they were pretty easy to make. I've always tried to, with me, it's always been quality. And that's the thing I've got aimed for. Now I only upload once a week, but I'm, I make a one big quality video and it does take, it takes a lot longer than making, say, three to four regular videos a week. Okay, so I have a question for you, Rugged Eagle. You said now, now you're focused more on quality, but when you were first starting out, when you first started taking YouTube seriously about a year ago, uh, how many uploads a week were you doing, would you say? Uh, well, that that's the good. I think I I think I did a thing where I did daily uploads. Yeah, I did daily uploads because I was focusing on Lego Star Wars and I was new to the new to the theme of Lego Star Wars on YouTube. So I did have quite a bit to cover. Videos were easy to make. I was I didn't I when I started the quality wasn't the best if you look back, obviously. But yeah, they were easy to make, and I was doing about yeah seven a week. <laughs> wow. So seven videos a week now. With you, you obviously have the time to kind of do that. Do you? Would you recommend that strategy to someone starting out? Now that where I am now, definitely would not recommend it because that was in lockdown. I literally just finished um, my GCSEs, which is is basically the end of high school. So I were free. I had a lot of time on my hands. Looking back now, I would not recommend it for if you're starting out. Don't try and do seven videos a week. <laughs> There's a philosophy that uh, Rob kind of uh, talks about quite a bit. And I, I agree with him uh, to, for the most part, I agree with him on this. And Viper kind of alluded to it. It was the idea that you would start YouTube with like quantity over over quality so that you can really like yeah. get in there and like learn the process. Yeah. What what would you say is like an appropriate number of videos? If that's what you're trying to do, you're like, I just I really got to get my hands dirty. I, I got to get in there and make as many videos as I can. What like what what do you feel like is a good balance for somebody maybe who's a student? Well, I, I definitely agree with Robin. Sometimes when you're new to this scene, obviously you want to get you want to get videos out there to get your audience coming in there because if you're new to the scene, you're making one video a week. It's going to be hard to get an audience built up. You need to have a bit of quantity at the start. Personally, I would say maybe three videos a week and try and get them decent quality. I were pushing out seven, but the quality was not the best. But I say about three, yeah. So, Rugged Eagle, when you were first starting out and you were making seven videos a week, I want to go back to something that you alluded to. You kept saying that you had the time. So, yeah. I think like a lot of people ask me the question about how often should I upload, and I always tell them that there's no right or wrong answer to how much you upload or what the frequency is, but it's more important that whatever frequency you choose, that you stay consistent with it. That if you choose one video a week, then you make sure you make that one video each and every week. If you go two videos a week, do it every other week. Uh, what do you think about uh, how uploads fit into your lifestyle? Do you think it's more of a lifestyle thing? Or do you just think you, should, you just need to crank out as many as you can? 
Yeah, that's interesting what you said there, because right now, I never really had a schedule for uploading. Say, like, I made a video, it was ready, I'll upload it Thursday night, say, at 9 o'clock. Now, I do have a schedule for people, and I think that really does help. And yes, you have to fit it into your lifestyle in some sort of way. But, I mean, when you're starting off, you're just making videos, but if you really want to kick off and get your YouTube somewhere, you're going to have to fit it into your schedule and get it all laid out for yourself with your lifestyle. So... Let's talk a little bit about uh, how you got into this in the first place. You you said Lego games. Why why those specifically? I think a, as a niche, a, a gaming channel should, I believe, cover a certain type of game. And what's cool about the Lego games, for anyone who doesn't know, is they've made different series. So they've done Lego Harry Potter. They've done a whole series oh, on yeah. that. They've done, they've done like literally everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So they take these really big like properties like movies and 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 things like that and turn them into entire gaming experiences and you've you've set yourself up well I think because you get to kind of go off of the fact that hey Star Wars I get to put Star Wars in yeah. my titles now you know it, so tell us a little bit about maybe that was part of it but tell us a little bit about what got you into all this well, Lego games, I, a lot of people have grown up with a Lego game. I mean, pretty much everyone's played a Lego game. I don't know if you've played one, Dan, or Viper. Have you, what oh, yeah. Lego game did you, have you played, Dan, for example? Uh, I definitely played some of the older Lego Star Wars games. Yeah, like Lego Star Wars and Lego Batman. I mean, that's one thing that really did kick off my channel. I went to Target Nostalgia. You know, the people who grew up with Lego Star Wars, Lego Batman, targeting that nostalgia in people really did help me get a lot more recognition on my channel and stuff. And like you said, it, it is a really good one, Lego games, because they've covered everything. You've got the Marvel audience, you've got DC, you've got Star Wars, you've got Harry Potter, you've literally got everything with Lego games. Just for the people listening for a point of origin here, your boy Viper has a Lego Batmobile behind him in my tent here. Oh, yeah, I see it I now. Yeah, yeah. I understand what he's talking about. <laughs> How much? I know that's an expensive set. Yeah. How much for that? 250 bucks. Is that the one that comes with the Joker and the Batman that is figure? Yep. Yeah, is it the 1989 Batman? That's the one, yep. Yeah, Tim Burton. Love them ones. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it all... It all kind of started with Lego for you, or did you do something prior to that? Well, that's uh, this is where it comes into the channel audit. Before I actually started Lego, I did Minecraft 1.16. You know, I was covering them, and it it did get really hard work. Minecraft, it's a really hard one to target on search and stuff. There's that many people doing Minecraft. Not like I lost interest. I just wanted to move on to Lego Star Wars. And I remember I got the channel audit as I was moving you know, niche. That's when I got my channel audit. And I think it was you and uh, Rob who suggested me to move on to this Lego Star Wars more and target that niche. And that really did help. I love to hear about stuff like that. So the, the for anyone who doesn't know, every Tuesday on the VidIQ YouTube channel, we do these things called channel audits and people submit their channels. We get hundreds of submissions every week. And so you like your name came up and uh, yeah, that was it sounds like me it's been so long now i i don't have this uh in... yeah yeah a while ago <laughs> yeah i don't have this in the the front frontal lobe of my memory right now but it definitely uh does sound like something i would say and just tell us a little bit more about minecraft because when you think gaming channels on youtube i i think minecraft is one of the first images that pops into your head definitely for me yeah uh tell us a little bit more about what it was like to start with minecraft how it was going and then what it was like to abandon it 
Yeah, that that was that was one of the hardest decisions because when you're getting, you know, when you start off on YouTube and you're getting a couple hundred views on your videos, and that were really it was really daunting for me because I was getting hundred views on Minecraft videos, but I wanted to switch. I knew deep down I wanted to switch content, and it, it could go one of two ways. It could go badly. Or, you know, it could go really good. But if you're really passionate about something and you want to move on to something different, you're just going to have to go with it. And it worked out really well for me. And I did enjoy doing the Minecraft, but it was just really hard to target search with 1.16. And it, it, I had an audience, but I couldn't break the barrier to go past that audience, if you get what I'm saying. I absolutely get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think because the same thing happened to me where I my Minecraft channel, when I had one, attracted a a group of people and it kind of it, it part of it was on me for the strategies i had they weren't great but also part of it i feel like is on the game it just stopped growing yeah and and i know of some minecraft creators we've actually interviewed one uh not that long ago their name is farzi who they managed to to break through but i i think only so many people managed to Can do that through. yeah yeah because i mean think is you're picturing it, there's that many people trying to break through, only a few people are going to get through, aren't they, at the end of the day? That's the thing with Minecraft. It's, it is, I think it is, is it the largest game to do with gaming on it's YouTube? definitely one of the largest games. It'd be one up there with Fortnite, won't it? It'd be definitely up there. Yeah. And there's a there's another one that people don't talk about too much. I think it's called Free Fire or something like that. It's, it's Yeah, I haven't heard of that one. There's another, it's, it's really popular in other countries. And, and so... When you're starting a gaming channel, it's good to find those games that I would say Lego Star Wars is a household name, but yeah, not to the degree of Minecraft. It, not... No, nowhere near to the degree. Definitely not. No. Yeah. So tell us about those those first videos. I well, we haven't even talked about the type of Lego Star Wars videos you're making. You could you could really take these a lot of different ways. So tell us about your first videos. And now tell us what you're doing today as well. Well, with my first videos, after watching lots of VIQ videos and stuff on, you know, helping me though along the way, first thing I did, I didn't start off because many people do maybe Lego Star Wars walkthroughs, but hundreds of people have done them. No one's going to watch me <laughs> starting off play Lego Star Wars. No one's interested. And I, I just started off making news of videos on the new upcoming Lego Star Wars. And I were getting there in search. Even to this day, I think I am one of the biggest Skywalker Saga YouTubers. And when I go to look at the keyword, I'm finding smaller channels still break through on their little news updates. So you're, you're, you're still continuing to cover news around the game? Yeah. I mean, when I first started, I covered it quite a bit, but now I've slowed down because there's not that much news to cover. And I've been targeting my Lego games in general, been doing ranking videos, top 10 and all that. But when I started off, it was mainly news videos on the upcoming game. That really did help. How's your, uh, I'm trying to, trying to say this in a way that makes sense to people listening out there. How, how's your content schedule? Do you feel like you have a, like this endless amount of ideas or are you have you been doing this so long now you're at this point where you're like oh gosh i have to make a top 10 video i haven't made one in a while but top 10 what how how are you finding it well with lego games because obviously they've been going for 15 plus years with lego games they're always on a weird trend they're always up and down and i, f I find it sometimes i've sl i'm definitely slowing my content down for the second year of college i can't be doing content in youtube all at once so that's going to help me not think of so many ideas but 
there will be a point where you do run out of ideas for certain games. Obviously, Minecraft, that's always being updated, and that's the best thing about Minecraft is all them ideas coming through, but it's hard to break through on Minecraft. But right for right now, you're you're feeling pretty good about you know the the trajectory of your channel having ideas. Oh yeah, I definitely am. I mean, I really enjoy what I do because I absolutely love Lego games and I really like making them videos. Like I said earlier, I wasn't enjoying Minecraft as such, and I really enjoy making Lego content. That's what I really enjoy. So yeah, it's it is difficult when you're first starting out, but I really do just recommend not doing walkthroughs, just doing news updates on something you are passionate about, and you will break through on search. So then I guess uh, in this line of questioning, my last question would be, why did you start with with Minecraft? Because it kind of sounds like you you don't you don't really enjoy that nearly as much as Lego. Why 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 was Minecraft? And I'm I'm wondering this from the perspective of all kinds of creators who seem to start with Minecraft. Uh, and then I've, I've noticed a lot of channels in their journey somewhere. It was Minecraft before they went to the thing that yeah. <laughs> kind of carried them. Well, why did you feel that? Why did you feel it necessary to play that game? Because I think Minecraft, uh, if you remember in 2020 lockdown, it was really thriving Minecraft. I think it, I think it had its highest peak, weren't it, in 2020 lockdown? Like the first main lockdown, I think that's when Minecraft were really thriving. Everyone were playing it. The never update were coming out. And I think that just brung me on to Minecraft. You know, when you go through gaming phases and you really enjoy your game at that time, I think that was it for me. I wanted to make videos and I was enjoying Minecraft at the time. So I ended up doing Minecraft videos. So I got an interesting question for you, uh, Rugged Eagle. Um, is there a Lego franchise out there that you have not covered yet that you would like to? Or maybe there's a Lego franchise that isn't in existence yet that you would like to see Lego make something. That was an idea that I was going to go on to, Lego game ideas for the future. Uh I think I've because all my rankings, I think there's 26 Lego games in total. I think they're like the main ones. You can go back to like 1995 and there's even older ones. Mm. I haven't covered them yet, to be fair. But uh, yeah, I think I've covered all the main Lego games in my rankings. If I were to move on to something different with looking at my audience, it would just be Lego sets in general. If I were to move on to something different. Gotcha. Okay. That that was kind of going to be my next question too. Like, yeah, so... You started with Lego, basically. That's what's launched the channel. If you were to branch out, and that is, I think, what a lot of gaming creators think about doing in in the long term. What if I what if I could play other games? It, what has been on your mind? It sounds like actually reviewing Lego sets is something yeah. that's on your mind, which is a different turn. Like usually, gaming channels will be thinking about other games. This would be a different. Well, it's it's weird with Lego games because it literally is two big things. Because Lego's really big on YouTube, lots of Lego reviews in gaming. I mean, it's a really lucky one to be fair with Lego games because it is it is a bit of a different one. I mean, it's not like going from oh because they do Lego Minecraft now. It's like being a Minecraft YouTuber and then wanting to review Lego Minecraft. You will carry over a little bit of the viewers, but it won't be as much as what's in my case because I could transition over to Lego content. Obviously, the views will drop quite significant at the start but it is a niche i could go down has this been something you've you've tested already or just something that's in the future yeah i did do one when i first started out doing my news updates i did do a video on it i think it got pretty similar views to what my actual news updates were getting back in i think it was about nine months ago roughly i mean i have thought about it but like i said college right now i mean obviously education before youtube at my age so i'm just i think i'm happy just doing the games for now so i'm curious with you doing Lego content and reviewing Lego games, 
How do you go about integrating your audience into what you do on YouTube? Well, with my, a lot of my audience are pretty young. And I do, like I said earlier, I targeted a lot of nostalgia with my channel, which was a really clever tactic for me. Getting, you know, people who grew up with Lego games, I targeted their nostalgia. And I think that really fit my audience in. I've got, I've got a pretty wide variety of audiences watching my videos. I sense see that in my comments, like you've targeted and hit some nostalgia back when I was younger. I get all sorts of comments like that. So I think I have transitioned my audience pretty well, and I've got a, a really balanced audience to go off in the future. Let's talk a little bit about the... Uh, so, so you start this Lego channel, and or basically you switch to doing a Lego channel. Where do you feel, maybe the, maybe the swap was it, where do you feel was kind of the light bulb moment for you? Where, where did everything click where you felt like, oh, I know exactly what I need to do? It, or, you know, are you, maybe maybe it hasn't, maybe it hasn't. Maybe you're still, even though you're growing, still thinking, oh, there's some pieces missing here. How, how, how's that going? Well, I, I think I did have a, a really good light bulb moment. And that was when I first started doing Lego Stars videos. I made my first one. I remember the second video I did, which was the day after, it kicked off. I went bed. You know, like when you go to bed and you wake up and your video's done really well. That was the main light bulb moment. I went bed and it had about 200 views. And I woke up and it had 2.4 thousand. <laughs> so that was, that was 2,400 views. And that was mad for me at the moment. I thought, how did that happen? And it all came from YouTube search. So that was when I had my light bulb moment. I was researching keywords and I just kept doing the news updates. And it did get, it did really help push the channel up. On average, uh, when you post a video now, what, what kind of views do you expect? Uh, well, my videos right now, because I obviously I've targeted a lot of my views are coming from browse features. Like I said, I'm targeting nostalgia. I mean, if I were to do a Lego Star Wars news update when there's news and lots of hype, I could get maybe around 10,000 views in an hour if I'm really lucky. And then obviously my big Lego game ranking videos, they'll start off pretty slow. They might only get 2,000 in the first hour, but they'll pick up massively over the coming weeks do you still primarily uh, target search uh not so much i mainly target browse features most of my channel right now is my quality uh lego ranking videos and top 10 and then it, i i think it was i think it was three weeks ago we got some new lego star wars news so i definitely targeted search there look as youtube creators ourselves we've all been there Sometimes the next video on your weekly upload schedule is right around the corner, but you have no idea what you're going to record. Well, this exact situation is why vidIQ developed Daily Ideas. It's our newest tool that can help provide you with up to 50 new video ideas every single day. Your daily ideas are generated by our AI, which analyzes your channel and the wider YouTube community to find trending topics with high view potential. With this new tool, you'll never run out of great ideas for new videos. You can try daily ideas for yourself today by downloading vidIQ at vidIQ.com. So you obviously make Lego content and there are a ton of creators on YouTube that make Lego content. How do you craft your thumbnails in such a way that you stand apart from the crowded Lego feel on YouTube? Well, it's took me a while because I've, I started, obviously, I, I studied media at college, so I was getting better at Photoshop, and that's helped my thumbnails massively. But I think one big thing for me is getting a thumbnail design for yourself on your channel because it is your indistinct look and I've always I think right now my look is this border and all these like it's pretty much the thumbnails are 
it's all thrown at you. If you look at my thumbnails, it's got all the Lego games. I mean, you've got Star Wars on the thumbnail, Marvel, Harry Potter. And I do target a lot of audience and I had to fit a style to get them all on. So I've kind of got like a GTA box art looking style, but to do with Lego games, that's what I've got going on. Nice. Well done. One of the things we talked about in our intro today, uh, which you weren't here for, was the idea behind trying to maybe save your click-through rate when you when you post a video and you have a thumbnail and a title that you think, oh, cool, like I think this will work and doesn't do too well. And so you quickly try to throw together something else and salvage it if you can. If, is that something you've, you've had to experience yet? Yeah, I've, 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 I mean, with my ideas, I've always done the top tens, the rankings, and there were one in particular that I thought were going to do really well. I did a Lego Game Evolution video. It is on the channel. It's still got decent views, but that video didn't do as well, and it had the same thumbnail, and it had a good title, but it just didn't, the audience didn't want to watch that one. And that you're going to get that sometimes. You're going to put the same quality in, but the title and the thumbnail, it might not just work for that specific time. I would recommend uh, updating those for anyone out there. Uh, if if you feel like another idea pops in your head, obviously don't sweat it if not. But this is something I've been playing with in my free time, and it's changed the trajectory of videos. If you do it early enough, it, it can be very big for an individual video. So I'm glad I'm glad you were able to reaffirm that for me a little bit. <laughs> so let's go back real quick, Rugged Eagle, um, because you said that these days you make one video a week and you spend a lot of time on the quality of your video. So I'm curious, when you spend the time that you spend on a video and for whatever reason it doesn't perform up to your expectations, how do you handle that? Because that's something that a lot of creators have to handle. They have to handle a video not performing to expectations. So how do you deal with that? Yeah, that that's what I've had the, I think it was this week's upload didn't actually do as well. And I've always, especially now, because I've studied media at college, I because I do editing at college and stuff, and I've always wanted to make, now I really look at it, when you're starting off, I wish I knew this when I started off, it really is down to the quality of your video. Like the first time a viewer clicks on your video, that's the first impression he's getting of you. And I've tried to get a distinct style on my video. I've got a very unique editing style and the way I do my narration. And I really see that in my comments. I get a lot like, love your editing. Your editing is great and stuff. And that's that, that really heartens me up. Even if the video does bad, knowing that I made the quality video that it is, that that's what helps me get through. Like this week's video, it's my best video that I've edited in terms of quality, but it hasn't performed as well as others. Yeah, just taking that positive feedback and moving it to the next video. I like that. Yeah. yeah. What I want to ask you is, because you're a student, so I was going to just straight up ask if this is your full-time job, but obviously, you know, with, with student responsibilities. Um, however, is is this your your only job or do you have other stuff going on? YouTube literally is my full-time job. I've been really lucky with how my channel has kicked off and it has provided me with a really good job at the first year of college. And with what I've earned off YouTube, it will see me through for my second year of college Wow. Yeah, so it has really helped, and I've, I've been really lucky to get, obviously, my YouTube channel kicked off, and it's provided me as a great job, especially with me being a media student. When I'm old and I go for jobs, I've got this on my CV. I, I've done YouTube, and I basically, I have been technically self-employed for a year doing YouTube. It has been my full-time job. So you are, you said you're a media student, right? Yeah. So do you ever have an opportunity to go into class and flex on them because of your YouTube channel or how successful <laughs> it is? I got to ask. 
I mean, I think my actual college has a media channel and they've linked like people who have <laughs> channels in the college and like everyone's is there and they're just mine with 40,000 subscribers. I think that's about it. I am pretty happy with what I've achieved, but I, I don't I don't really go and tell a lot of people about my YouTube. Gotcha. Okay. I, I'm the same way. I, I'm definitely, when it comes to my personal endeavors, something I like to keep to myself, but you know, yeah. it's, I get, then I get the benefit of coming here and, and sharing things that, that learn, that I learn, whether they happen to me or because of me. And uh, that, that in itself is its own reward. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm guessing the dream then is to continue doing YouTube full time for this foreseeable future. Now, with many people, they would say yes in this terms. And I'm really happy with where my YouTube channel has gone, but I'd, I don't want to do YouTube as a full-time thing. It, it sounds mad. I've really enjoyed what I've done, and I like passing forward what I've learned on my YouTube journey. To me personally, I want to become a film director. Mm. That's what I'm studying for at media, and that's what I want to do. And I, I think I see more fun in that. I've done YouTube, and I still really enjoy it. And I do recommend, if you're starting out, go for quality on your videos. That's really interesting, that, that trajectory of YouTuber to film director. Sorry, Viper, are you going to say something? No, no. It's interesting that he just said that he would tell new creators to, to focus more on quality over quantity first starting out. Because, I, I mean... In my opinion, I feel like the more videos you make when you're first starting out, then as you make more videos, your quality will then improve just as a byproduct of you making more videos. I mean, it, it does go to contradict what I said earlier, because I do recommend when you start out, definitely do get some videos up there, but don't just rush them out. Don't just sit down on a Friday night, play Minecraft and upload part one. <laughs> you, you need to have some sort of quality, not in terms of editing, because at the start, you're not going to be an amazing editor or your thumbnails aren't going to be slap on amazing. But just at the start, at least script and have the good you know, target, get your keywords and know what you want to do at the start. That's what I mean in terms of quality at the start. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I can understand that. Because of your career trajectory that you just explained to us, I want to get a little bit technical here uh, because I think, I think this is a really smart move. I'll just preface all this by saying, if you're a YouTuber who's thinking, actually, in the long term, I'd like to direct, I'd like to direct TV shows or movies, whatever it is. I think you're actually setting yourself up for a lot of success. So what I want to ask you is these days, what what is your retention rate like? like what's the percentage? Uh, my retention rate, I mean, I think I made uh, my best retention rate. I made a Lego games ranking video and that was, that was my main video. That really kicked off my Lego game videos in general. And that was, it was a good 30 minute video and it's at least 67% retention wow. rate. On a 30-minute video. On a 30-minute video. Wow. And one of my other best is Open World Ranked. I think that's around a 57%, and that is about 30-minute too. So I've, that's what, and that really helps me know that I'm getting quality out there, the retention rate, and that is a really massive factor for me. Looking at analytics, views and all that, my main one, to be fair, is audience retention. If your retention is going up, it, you do, you know, you're going somewhere because you are getting better quality and your viewers are watching longer. Okay, okay, okay. We got to dive into this because you're talking about making 30-minute videos, Rugged Eagle, with a 60% retention rate. <laughs> now, I don't know what, what, how the rest of y'all feel, but we know that in today's age, our attention span is like five minutes, but you're making videos six times the length 
with 50% retention rate. So what are you doing <laughs> to retain that much retention on a 30 minute video? Like what, take, what is your magic, man? What thoughts are you using? How are you doing it? <laughs> I mean, that's another good thing. That, that's why I, when I made that Lego games rank video at 30 minutes, it got a lot of watch time too, because of the long run time and the audience retention. And that really kicked that video off. It's coming up. I think it's on like 650,000 views or something right now, that Lego games rank one. And it's a really good. And then after that, I kept following the pattern. I kept up. I, I, I think I cut it though. I think I went around 20 minutes and just it put more quality in and the audience retention. I think I've always been above at least 50 percent on audience retention that is right i always say like that's right where you want to be if if you can get the majority of your audience to stay and watch half of your video yeah you're doing something that a lot of youtubers have not been able to do on their channels something that takes a lot of skill right yeah so the fact that you're able to hit 60 percent now is this kind of the average for you, do you is that what you expect from the video yeah, I would say 55 between 60, around, I want to say that 65% on a really good one. I say it's between 55 to 60 on average. So physically in your video, what do you attribute such a high retention rate to? Well, at the beginning, I like to be sharp on the intro. If you watch my, literally, man, the first minute of my video is just edited to hell. It, it really is. <laughs> I have, like, sound effects slapping straight into it. And I, I before I dive in on a top 10, I don't just dive into the top 10. The first minute, and nor do I waste time. I don't introduce myself for too long. I just like to explain what Lego games are, the past, and that's what I mean. I'm hitting that nostalgia in people when I'm showing them through the intro, and then they want to watch into the top 10. So your intro, heavily edited, you feel like it holds people's attention. Yeah. How long is your intro? Well, if my introduction, I mainly mean introducing to the video. My actual intro, you know, when you do your intro, like mine is hello, hello, hello there, guys. I'm Rugged Eagle. I mean, I literally have that about 15 seconds long. I do not like to go out long on the intro. And I always just say to people in my videos, feel free to subscribe if you do like my content. And that's pretty much it. I move on from there. My actual intro of me saying, you know, hello, hello, hello there, it's literally about 10 to 15 seconds. Gotcha. So I'm just, I'm trying to uh, imagine like from the viewer's perspective, you know, they're, they're coming into this video. Obviously you have a strong hook in all of your videos. If you can get them to that kind of retention rate. What, what I'm also wondering is from there, cause that's only a, a very small portion of your entire video. What, what do you think is keeping people's eyeballs glued to their screens when they're watching you? Well, with Lego games, another thing, like I said earlier, nostalgia is really good because when people are watching it, they're like, oh, I remember that level from when I was a kid because Lego games are so memorable. Like Lego Star Wars, the first level negotiations, you watch it and you're like, I remember that. And another thing is rankings and top tens. When you're watching a ranking, you're not going to quit off when you're on ranking nine. You want to see what the other rankings are, don't you, mm -hmm. on a ranking? You're not just going to leave after a little bit. So that's the great thing about ranking videos. Once you've started, if you've hooked them at the beginning, they're going to watch till the end. I, I think because the reason I'm so interested in this is because you said you wanted to be a director. And I, I imagine going to see like a movie, right? Uh, most people, I would argue, don't don't go to a movie theater and then leave, you know, no, 40 no. minutes into a movie. Right. The retention rate on a movie is generally close to 100 percent. Yeah. <laughs> so why the reason i'm so excited for you having videos at such a high retention rate is that it proves i i think to to me certainly hopefully to you that you are capable of telling a story yeah 
I mean, that's uh, I've always thought of that. When whenever I'm recording my actual narration of audio, I always think for the edit. I always think, how am I going to make that engaging when I come to actually editing? So at the beginning, the first literally the first five seconds is really important how you get across your video because like many people, the retention rate these days for people they click on a video if they don't like it, they're gone after five seconds. So you need to make the first five seconds really key on your video. It. I, I totally agree. It's super, super important. YouTube gives you the metric of, you know, here's the first 30 seconds. Here's what that looks like. And I, I think they're, they're smart for including the first 30 seconds, but I do think that a lot of people, even before that point, have clicked off if, if it's just not. Yeah, definitely. Right, if it's just not grabbing them. So where are there any areas you feel like you could improve so you can start hitting your next retention milestone, perhaps 70%? Uh, now, I did think about this, and it was really hard for me to think about because obviously on a ranking, I've always kept the quality good, and there's only a certain amount of quality I can do because when you begin to over-edit people, I've had this before on one of my videos, I, I actually over-edited it thinking I would get better retention, but <laughs> a lot of people are like, there's a pointless edit here, there was a bit too much, and that's another thing. You can over-edit stuff, and you can actually end up making your retention worse, and you've got you to gotta find that balance and i just think I, I haven't found that just yet but looking at it i am pretty happy with where my videos are with the retention right now because like i said i did try to edit more but it kind of backfired i can definitely see that happening getting getting really uh you know adding too much to a video and and then i for me it's overthinking you know as i'm as I'm breaking down my video, like, whoa, what if would they click off here? And, yeah, you know, I already did. I already put all these little elements here. Maybe I'm good, and and I know what I'm getting into that headspace. It's time to take a break. <laughs> yeah. So that is uh, that's a really interesting journey you're on. I think, and I I do. I definitely wish you luck on on your career goals as well because I think you're I think you're doing it right. YouTube is is kind of I believe the future when it comes to content and the present, and you're learning a lot of skills that I believe translate into film and television. Yeah. Which is awesome. So going back to the, the type of content you're making one, one question here I wanted to ask you, I should have asked earlier is the, the other things you cover. Cause you, you say you do, you're, you're doing a lot of updates and things like that. And I, this is me not knowing enough about the, the Lego game community, but are there any like events or anything that you could be covering that, that you have covered? Well, no, I have kind of been unlucky in sense with Lego Stars of Skywalker Saga. This Lego game is going to be actually ridiculous compared to the other ones, and it has been delayed. The game was meant to come out in 2020, got pushed back to spring 2021. Mm. Then we got the new trailer, and it said spring 2022. So it, I know it's been a hefty delay, and that game... Compared to other Lego games, it really is going to be phenomenal, that game. But it did get delayed quite a bit, which didn't help me. Luckily, I only started in 2020. But if you was a past Lego game YouTuber, it would have been really difficult. And you're going to get that with certain games. If you're covering an upcoming game, it most likely these days will get delayed. And you've got to expect stuff like that. How do you plan for that? Now, yeah, that's another hard thing. When a game does get delayed, it will. If you're just covering that game in terms of news update, and that did happen to me at the start with Lego Star Wars, I was just doing news updates on Lego Star Wars, and when it did get delayed content, then it really does hit you because you can't just make news videos on nothing. It's pointless because you're literally just are oh, just clickbaiting your viewers in for nothing. You can't, you can't do that, and that's where I branched off onto Lego games, and that's where my path really came off. So. With uh, with everything going on, obviously now there's this game being delayed and, and you're working around that. 
what I wanted to ask though is by the end of the year, where do you see your channel? How, how many subscribers, what other things are you covering? Like what, what's the rest of the year look like we're in mid September right now. So a few months out really. Yeah, well, that literally the past, I think the past week has been really hard for me with my decision. I'm in the second year of college and I know what I need. I know I need to produce some really good stuff for college. And I don't see my channel this year doing as well. Obviously, if I had full, you know, throttle on the pedal, it would do really good. But college work is weighing me down and that's going to happen in life. You can't just go all out on YouTube at the beginning if you're a student because it is a big risk to take just going off YouTube or you've got your education and it is pretty clear which one comes first, education. So I, I don't, I think I see my channel doing all right. I'm not cutting off entirely. I'm just slowing down my videos. Like I said, I make one quality video a week, but I think I'm going to have to slow that down to every other week. As we begin to wrap up here, the thing I want to ask you, and of course, Viper, if you have other questions, feel free to jump in after this. But what I wanted to ask was, what other advice? You have mentioned having quality videos and things like that. But for gaming creators out there, what sort of advice would you would you share with them? Well, with gaming, if you're, I mean, if you're jumping onto Minecraft, which is a heavily topic, I always recommend covering news updates. People are searching for them, and it's pretty easy to target search. Like I said, now I'm one of the biggest Skywalker Saga YouTubers, but when I type it in every now and again to see what's going on, I'm seeing people with 600 subscribers break through with 3,000 views on a video on a news update because they've targeted search at the right time. They probably didn't know they were doing that, like me at the start. Well, that's what ended up. And I really do think keyword research and finding a good search and, you know, a keyword at the start will really help your channel. So to that point, Rugged Eagle, obviously you are a user of vidIQ. So what tools inside of vidIQ would you recommend people take a close look at? It literally is the keyword search one. Like when I type in Lego Star Wars, it's got a high volume and it's easy to rank on. And that that were great for me with Lego Star Wars. And that's what you have to look for. I mean, if you're really passionate about Minecraft and you type in, I think the latest one is it Minecraft 1.17. Mm-hmm. If you type that in right now, it's going to have a high volume and it's going to be pretty hard to rank on that, I think, right now. What you're referring to is the keyword inspector and what the explores basically two things primarily. One being the amount of people searching for a keyword and then the other being the amount of people catering to that search term, your competition basically. Yeah. And I I agree with you. Minecraft 117 has been a topic of discussion for a while now. So a lot of people have had a lot of time to cover that one. And a lot of other people who play the game are looking for information on it. So it's a crowded space. And I do really think, I think really keyword research is super strong to target. If you're passionate about a game, there's going to be a keyword out there that's getting searched for. Say you're into, I don't know, Call of Duty. You could do tips and I think they're like really busy. I don't really know Call of Duty. I'll stick (laughs) with Minecraft. But Minecraft 1.17, if there's a certain block that people haven't, there might be a block people don't know about, like the Moss block or something. People are interested, what does this block do? You could just do a case file on the block, for example. You know what I mean? There's people searching for certain stuff all the time. Absolutely. Well, Rugged Eagle, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, congrats on just hitting 40,000 subscribers. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that man's about to do big things, man. Look, Be on the lookout for him. I wish, I wish, but obviously it's going to have to slow down for the second year, but it's always there for the future if I want to come back. Yeah, you got a good foundation. And if you're, as long as you're keeping something going on that channel, letting people know you're still around, 
I, I think at any point you could pick that back up and yeah, you know, take it to wherever it needs to go. Yeah, well, thank you for having me on today. So absolutely, thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk, brought to you by VidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com/tubetalk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.